0: Hey guys, welcome or welcome back to the Girl in the Bar Bathroom podcast. I'm your host Ali Carter. I'm so so excited to be starting off season two. We're going to be talking about all things culture, and today we're breaking down drinking culture. Um, we've talked about this a little bit in the past on social media and on the podcast, but I'm so excited because today we have a special guest, Elizabeth from Absence of Proof. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. I actually found Elizabeth on TikTok when I was starting my kind of like cutting out alcohol, sober, curious journey. I don't know how the algorithm picked that up, but somehow it did. And I saw that she had these pop-ups of parties without any alcohol. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever because, of course, a girl still loves her parties, but she was trying to try something new. So I thought it was so, so cool. And I'm so happy to have her today. So thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being on the podcast If you don't mind telling us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm honored to be here. Um, Yeah, so I started Absence of Proof uh, a little over a year ago. We actually just had our one-year birthday last week, which is super exciting. Um, And yeah, it really just started from similar to you. I was removing alcohol from my life. um, You know, it was clearly not serving me in a number of ways. But I also live in New York, which is like the pinnacle of of party cities. And I think that there's a lot of beauty to that. Like there's a lot of fun and nightlife here um, and a lot of excitement. But all of that really revolves around alcohol. And so I just got to this point where like I wanted to go out. I wanted to dress up with my girls like I wanted to have fun, but I didn't want to be pressured to drink. And I didn't necessarily want to be around like a ton of drunk people. I think when you start to remove alcohol. Um, at least in the beginning, I was like, I just don't really need to be around this, It's just a different energy than what I was trying to um, try to cultivate in my own life. So I basically was just like, there's nothing to do in New York if you don't drink. So let me. Try to create that, and really had no idea if anyone was going to show up. And so I started posting on TikTok, which um, is so funny. I always talk about TikTok is like my unhinged social media because I literally post whatever there. <laughs> um, and I'm like, I can't believe this is like tied to my company name. Like I should probably make this like a little bit more sophisticated. But I also feel like the beauty of Absence of proof is like, yes, we're a company, but first we're a community. So it's like it's connecting mm-hmm. people um, that are like-minded and similar. And I think that's how we've had the success that we've had is like just being relatable to other people that are going through this. So started posting on TikTok about what I was doing and, um, the algorithm kind of did its thing and, um, was really lucky to have a really awesome community right off the bat. Um, so then we just started throwing more and more parties because the demand was there and did that for about eight months while I was working full-time, um, at my tech job. I used to work for Amazon. And then I was like, you know what? You only live once. Let's follow the dream. And so I quit and now I've been doing this for a few months now, full-time, and it's been the most incredible rewarding experience
0: ever. So uh quit your day job is the moral of the story (laughs) I totally agree wow what an encouraging story honestly I love I love love the boldness it takes a lot for someone to do something like that and kind of to believe in their in themselves because we believe in other companies and we believe in Amazon like you said you know working for Amazon it's such a big company sometimes it takes like an extra kind of boldness to believe in yourself you know above the companies um so that's amazing yeah like you live in New York, I live in Miami, girl. The oh, Miami. culture oh, here. My <laughs> oh my gosh, like you can't even go outside like without like having like a shot or like something, you know? So I totally relate to you on that. Um I wanted to ask you a little bit about your own personal cutting out alcohol journey. Like what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, so the first time around was actually way back in the day. So I partied a lot as a teen. Um, started mm-hmm. kind of incorporating alcohol in my life way too early and and also other other substances. Um, I'm from Seattle and Seattle is like very pro weed. So I like had my medical card super young, like, you know, all of that. And yes. um, I kind of identified as like this fun party girl. And then I hit this point in my late teens where the life outcomes that I had always just kind of assumed would happen, like going to a good college or, you know, getting a good job those things weren't happening because I had spent the past several years of my life not prioritizing school, prioritizing partying, all of these things. And so it was basically like the consequences of my own actions had caught up to me, um, which is never a fun experience. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just hit a point where I was like, you know what, I know that I meant for more. I know that I meant to do something greater in this world than just like party and just like smoke weed. Like that was just not what i felt like was my highest version of myself and so i completely removed alcohol for a year and basically just made it a game with myself which i highly recommend for anyone else considering their sober curious journey is set like a time frame and just be like i'm just gonna try this and see what happens and if i don't like it i can always go back to the way things were um but unsurprisingly life just got so much better um my relationships got more authentic. Uh, I got better grades. I got into the college I want to. That was when I really started learning about content creation. And I had my first YouTube channel, um, which was so much fun and is content creation now is such a huge part of our business. So kind of full circle there. Uh, But yeah, so I was completely alcohol free for three years. And then when I was done with those three years, I was in my early 20s, working for Amazon, and I was in a sales role. And I really wanted to be able to like fully embody what I envisioned was your early 20s. I wanted to go out, have those fun nights. I didn't want to um, force myself to be alcohol-free if the reason i gone alcohol-free was because my life didn't look the way I wanted it to. And now it did. So like, could I incorporate alcohol again? And so I drank alcohol for probably, I think it was two or three years after that, because I'm 25 mm-hmm. now. So maybe three years. Um and it wasn't destructive in the way that it was in my teenage years. I didn't feel like it was like ruining relationships or anything like that. But again, if I got really quiet with myself on like, how do I become the best possible version of myself? Alcohol didn't belong in that best possible version of myself's life. Um, so removed it again. And then that's where I was kind of confronted with the reality that New York was very alcohol centric. Um, and if I wanted to change that, I would have to create
0: something myself. Wow. That's really incredible. And I just really appreciate people like you, Elizabeth, because when I was starting my journey last year, um, I didn't find a reason for it. Nobody around me was doing that, especially in the city that I live in. I didn't have a quote unquote reason to do it. You know, it wasn't like I was struggling yeah, or it was super destructive. So to just find you and find people like you who um, are open to talk about it and open to talk about their journey. Um, And to just kind of build that community is so important. So I'm just, I'm just so happy to have you on. Honestly, I'm so honored. This is so awesome. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Well, and
1: congrats on your own journey. I know it's,
0: it's not easy, especially in your early twenties. So Congrats. No, of course. Thank you. Um, So tell us a little bit more about your pop-ups and your brand. So I know you have absence of proof. Um, Part of it is the pop-ups, like the parties in the big city and then the alcohol-free beverages that you sell online. Yeah,
1: exactly. So um, when I first started, it was kind of like a fun side project. Like I thought, you know, I'd always wanted to start a company. I figured maybe this could be the end company, but there, I wasn't making enough money to quit my day job. New York's incredibly expensive. Um, and so it was just like, I selfishly want to have non-alcoholic things to do. So let's do this and let's make sure we're not losing money. So then that's how we started to monetize with tickets and things like that. But then I started to realize like, why couldn't I take the skills that I had acquired in the last four years at Amazon and actually bring them to the non-alcoholic world, bring them to the business that I was building. Mm-hmm. And so that's when we started to get more long-term partnerships. I started really selling to brands um you know building our e-commerce site and that's when i was able to quit was focusing more on like the um the higher levels of monetization that we could do um so we'd have our IRL pop-ups which are like the bread and butter that's how we build our community and provide for that community and then we also have our e-commerce website which is like amazon but for non-alcoholic products so we ship all over the country Um, And then we also do a lot of kind of behind the scenes B2B consulting. So when you come to an absence of proof event, you'll see a lot of different brands there. And we have partnerships with all those brands to help them get their product in new customers hands. Um, And so that's kind of like the back end of our business. And then soon we're launching something that I'm really excited about um, and I can't fully talk about it yet, but I'm really excited because I think it'll help bring non-alcoholic products to more of like the business side of things, bars, restaurants, stadiums, those types of folks. That's awesome. Yeah, It's,
0: it's very fun. Yeah, it sounds so fun. What can some of the listeners that are interested do to get absence of proof in their city? Because I know, girl, I'm dying for y'all to come to Miami, okay? (laughs) Well, we'll actually
1: have to catch up offline about that because we are thinking about Miami and would love your input and advice. Um, But yeah, I think for us, it's like, we look at a couple of things. One is like, what's the population of the city to make sure that we can actually, there's the demand for it. Right. Um, But what I've found that's been very surprising is our most, our fastest growing and our most profitable cities are sometimes these cities that you wouldn't expect so like for instance Los Angeles is an awesome city and we have a presence there, but it has been a much slower growth for us than it has been in Detroit, for instance. Um, and we're trying to think about why. I think, you know, in LA, there's it's very geographically spread out. You have to drive places. Um, it's also already very wellness-oriented, so there's a lot of options. Where in Detroit, there maybe isn't as many non-alcoholic options or it's, it's newer to that community. Um, so we're kind of just testing and learning right now, but Miami has always been on the radar. I actually came to Miami for the first time last year Uh, winter and I was like get me a place here all winter like I literally never (laughs) went to New York this place is so much fun I love it so it's on the radar and hopefully in January we'll do something down there so obviously we'll keep you in the loop
0: no of course girl you better are you kidding (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding but kind of not um I wanted to ask you, so, of course, like, starting a business, everyone knows it's hard. Have you had, like, any downfalls or was there anyone who, like, kind of doubted you? Did you have, like, any discouragements, I guess, is what I'm trying to ask. Oh,
1: my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it was so tough. Like, you mentioned you found me on TikTok. Like, you know TikTok can be a very dark place. Um, and. Mm-hmm in all social media, I think, you know, people get behind a keyboard and behind anonymous profiles and they can they feel like they can say whatever they want and things that they would never say to your face. Um, And so at the beginning, when like, I didn't have a platform that I do now, I didn't have the community I did now, I, I didn't, we weren't making any money, you know, all these things, nothing tangibly was pointing to like, this is a good idea. So when you're already kind of doubting your own self and then you get on social media and it feels like the entire world is also like, this is a stupid idea. The only thing that you can do is like, revisit the intention behind what you're doing and you have to be the only person that's gonna like truly believe in yourself. Um, and I also have amazing people around me that like hyped me up and supported me. But it was really, really hard in the beginning. And I know last October I remember several days where I was like this is, just isn't worth it. Like getting bullied on the internet is not a fun time. Like wow. I, I don't I don't need to do this. Like I have a great job. Why am I doing this? And it just took so much of revisiting um, the why and I believe in it so much that I thankfully kept going um, and even today I mean I, I, there's things that humble me every every day where I'm just like okay like um, we have a lot of work to do and a lot of people still doubt us but It's so fun. And once you start to get that positive momentum, it really makes it worth it. And I feel so, um, just so grateful that I get to do this for a job. Like so many people wake up and don't get to do what they love for a job. And the fact that I get to do that is just such a privilege and I'm so lucky.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I was, it's so funny. I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. I was like, I literally get to do what I love every single day. Like talking and inspiring young women. Like it's just literally a dream. Sometimes I don't even feel like it's real but then there is that dark side, you know, there is a dark side of just um, having people doubting you or calling you things that are not true or names or whatever. And it's just like people get on a screen, get behind a screen, I should say, and feel like they can just like be whoever they want and they can be vindictive if they want to. But in reality, if like if it was in real life, first off, first off, you don't even have the boldness to do what like a business owner does or an influencer does. You don't even have the boldness to do that because you're hiding behind a name, a fake yeah. name. And second off, it's like, you know, if it was IRL, you would not have the guts to do that. Like, come on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just so discouraging. And they do it in that sense. They're like, okay, I'm not bold enough to do this. Like, let me try to get this person down. And I feel like that's all the more reason to do it. You know, the fact that they feel that they need to put you down because you're doing something great should give us more inspiration to do something great.
1: Absolutely. And I think it definitely does. I mean, there's definitely been people who you know have said things and I'm like okay watch me like it's just like and and to let that kind of fire you up and fuel you versus get you discouraged um I'm not sure if you're familiar with Brene Brown or have read any of her stuff Mm -hmm. um but she's amazing and she talks a lot about um like vulnerability and obviously she has a very public presence and uh her thing is like if you're not in the arena like if you're not actually playing this game you don't get to judge it like if you're not putting yourself out there on the internet if you're not trying to create something new then your opinion really doesn't matter to me. Um, and yep. what I found is like the best feedback that I've gotten, and the the type of constructive feedback that's actually made my company better. You know, that's not always positive. Like we've made mistakes, we've done things where I'm like, oh, I wouldn't do that again, and that's part of growth. But the people that give me that feedback are also on a journey. They're also trying to do something. They're also trying to bring good into the world. And they deliver that feedback with kindness and a level of productivity. Um, so I've been re- trying to be very intentional. Obviously, it's hard about like, okay, who am I receiving this feedback from? And that matters. You know, It's not just the feedback that matters, but it's who is saying this and do I yeah. value their opinion or do I not?
0: Yeah, I think that's so true. Okay, so tell us a little bit of your opinion on today's drinking culture. What do you think of Kind of how like society views alcohol in such a positive light.
1: Yeah, you know, I think it really depends on the geographic location that you're in. And I think that that's what we found as we've started to expand into other cities is some cities are very used to this. You know, L.A. has had mocktails forever. L.A. is very wellness centric, all of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. New York, it's relatively new. Um, and then when you go into some states in the middle of the country, my family's from Michigan, I mean, they, they like still laugh at you, you know, they're like, okay, the, this doesn't make any sense. Um, and that's just based on like, what's been normalized there. And so yeah. what I will say is, from the time that I first went sober, when I was, I think 18, or maybe it was early night, when I was 19, Um But from that time to now, the acceptance and attitudes around not drinking have changed immensely for the better. Um, So many more people, when I tell them that I don't drink alcohol, the reaction now is like, oh, cool. Or like, how is that? Or like, how do you feel? Or like, you know, it's it's maybe curious, but positive. Where back in the day, it was like, why? You know, it was a very different tone around the conversation. So I'm grateful for that. And I think as mocktails or non-alcoholic cocktails start to get more popularized and people start seeing them on more menus I think that will just continue to to get better and yeah. like my goal with absence of proof is like I want to make it cool like like not drinking shouldn't be this boring thing It should be like what the cool kids are doing um and so that's that's why we put so much effort into like branding and fun community and all of that because we don't want people to be like oh if I don't drink my life is my social life is over because that's the opposite of true
0: yeah I absolutely love that you said that like make drink non-drinking cool because that was my fear I was like oh my god like I was still in college at the time I'm like I'm still in college like what am I doing like this is just so weird so like absence of proof kind of gave me that like feeling like okay like this is this can be cool you know what I mean I can still have fun I can still do my thing and it's so funny how you bring up how people's Opinions on non-drinking culture, drinking culture in general, I should say, has changed because I've seen that in my own life. Like my friends, my peers, people that I don't even know too well, will literally come up to me and they're like, "Oh, like I heard like that you don't drink, or like I heard it on your podcast or on TikTok or whatever," and like that's kind of cool. Like, can you tell me about that? And they're my age.
1: I completely <laughs> agree. I think, and I think, just like making the conversation, like it was so crazy. The other day, I was at a dinner. And it was with all um, Gen Z founders in New York. So it was just, like, the most awesome group of people. And they started to come and take our orders. And, like, person after person started ordering non-alcoholic things. And being wow. obviously that that's, like, my bread and butter, I was like, oh, do you not? Do you guys not drink? And literally, like, 85% of the table didn't drink. And it was craziest. Like, these are early 20s, um, like, It it was just crazy. And it wasn't because I prompted it or they were in an absence of proof. Like, this was a totally out of context dinner. Um, And what's interesting is, like, none of them talk about it. And so that's one thing I've noticed too is I've met, not that any of these folks were afraid to talk about it. I'm sure they would uh, happily say, but I have met people who are like, I just, like, I don't want to tell people I don't want to drink because I don't want to, like, draw attention to it or I don't want to be like that person or or anything else. Um, And I think the more
0: we talk about it, the more that people feel, comfortable just being like, Oh, no, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, for sure. And like, I was when I started, I was like, I can't tell anyone about this. Like, this is not something I'm going to talk about. But as I got more and more into my journey and people started asking me about it, like when I would like kind of decline and whatever, I'm like, you know what? I have the space to talk about this. And I'm so glad I did, Elizabeth, because the amount of people that have reached out to me, not only in person, but online, inspired by that and want to make a change, I just think is such a beautiful thing because drinking isn't something you have to do. You shouldn't feel obligated to do it by any means and it's also funny how you mention um like geographically too because i live in miami obviously but earlier in the summer i went to nashville tennessee and almost every single restaurant in their menu they had a mocktail option and you do not find that in miami it's like right. non-existent it's like all tequila or nothing type of thing you know <laughs> <laughs> totally so, well we're gonna change that but yeah <laughs> yeah um another question I had for you was what was your most impactful experience at a absence of proof event like have you had anything like crazy like someone tell you something that's like really inspiring
1: yeah I mean I think I'm lucky to say that there's been so many I think the expect was people coming alone to meet other people and how special that is like yes I want to throw a fun party but when I first Absence of proof. I was kind of thinking that it would be like a normal bar where, like, you come with your friends and you leave with your friends, and maybe there's a little bit of inter- intermingling. But what we found at Absence of Proof events is it is folks who are kind of new on their sober curious journey, um, and they want to meet other like minded people. So, like, one, they have the courage to come alone, which is amazing. I today I would have that courage. um And then they meet people, and now there's like full friend groups that I'm a part of that have met at our events, and that's just so special wow. because that's, that's like cool. your such a a, an amazing impact especially in new york which can be a really lonely city um so -hmm. that's really special and then there was like the we did a partnership with the new york mets which was really cool because that was our first sporting event um collaboration and how grateful people were and basically said like i didn't play baseball games because everyone's just like so drunk and everyone's drinking and all the things and there was no options for me but now i feel like i can experience this huge part of american culture which is
0: so cool yeah that's so beautiful it's the sense of having community i've recently talked about this on tiktok like community is so important and i feel like we have like this like um kind of mindset of like flying solo and whatever when like that's low key toxic like of course you can have your times um of singleness or your times of just kind of like focusing on yourself or growing or what have you but like community is the key to life community mm-hmm. is so important it's not good to be alone in general so i just love that this community is a thing. And I love how you are bringing people together in this sense. Um, Lastly, I wanted to ask you, what can you tell someone who's considering or is open to cutting out alcohol, but doesn't know where to start or doesn't have a quote unquote reason? Like what kind of encouragement can you give to them?
1: Yeah, I think what from my own experience, what was really helpful was like setting a goal for myself a month or two months or something like that and just see how I feel and kind of committing to yourself to stick with that. And then also keeping of how do you feel how are your anxiety levels um you know how, how are you feeling socializing and uh I think usually it'll be net positive um which can then encourage you to keep going for longer I think also yeah. finding friends that are also interested in that it's so much more fun to go out with a group of friends that are on the same wa- same energy or wavelength as you are um and who kind of get it and are trying to do the same thing um than it is to go out with a group of friends who maybe are um very immersed in the drinking culture or really want to be drinking.
0: Um so yeah. Yeah, for sure. And there's also like so many health benefits to going alcohol free. Like yeah. I've noticed so many changes in my body. I don't know if you can say the same, but like so I feel so different and it's not even like oh I don't get hangovers or oh I don't get this like no like my body feels more refreshed it feels more at peace I have less anxiety or honestly I have no anxiety and of course it was socially for me but then still like it makes a difference and you don't even realize it until you stop
1: yeah I always recommend um, I'm not sure if you listen to Huberman Lab podcast um Mm -hmm. but he has an episode on alcohol and basically just like the science of what it's doing to your body and he doesn't come at it as like a judgmental or like you should or you shouldn't drink what happens to your body when you consume alcohol and it is mind-blowing like every single possible metric alcohol makes it worse (laughs) like it is wow it's crazy like it's just so 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 bad for you um and so yeah I think that like you have all these people who are very honest trends or doing all these fun things and then also drinking. And it's just going to, um, it's going to make reaching your health goals harder because you're actually putting something in your body that is uh, really detrimental to your health.
0: Right. Yeah. And of course, like this is not like neither Elizabeth or myself are coming from a judgmental place. We just have seen the benefits and we've seen how our lives have literally changed and we right. want that for you guys. And if you are someone listening that is open to that, we wanted to just give you some benefits and how it's changed us and how um, it can benefit you as well. So yeah, there's that. Alrighty, well, thank you so, so much, Elizabeth, for being on the podcast. It was truly an honor. You're doing an incredible, beautiful thing. And I cannot wait to continue to see you grow. Thanks for having me. So much fun. Bye.